Well, hey there, tuners. Welcome back to another episode of the Tune Ladies podcast, the place to be to get exclusive access to the amazing authors, artists, and celebrities within the tune world and behind the scenes of the stories that you know and love. In today's episode, we are talking to one of our fan favorites, Leanne Krasik, Mongi of Let's Play. Now, at this point, I am sure you've already seen our talk show episode with Leanne from a few weeks back. She came on and answered all of your fan questions while we were live on air and told us all about the upcoming episodes of Let's Play. But after we went off air, Leanne and I had a chance to hang out. Now, we had the opportunity to talk off air, and I learned some fun secrets that I can't quite share with you yet, but she did did give us some really cool secrets in today's podcast episode too. In fact, I've got a really good one all about my favorite boy in Let's Play, Charles, and the fact that he may or may not have an embarrassing hobby that is about to be revealed inside of the story. So tuners, sit back, relax, and get ready because we are about to dive into our conversation with Mongi of Let's Play as we talk all about how she creates hobbies for her characters to give them a life outside of the main plot of the story and just how important those are to actually developing the storyline that she has created and moving things forward within her story. Let's play. So are you ready? Let's dive in. Leanne, welcome to the Toon Ladies podcast. So excited to have you here as we chat all about how you've actually created hobbies for your characters within your story. Let's play. So real quick, introduce yourself. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm Leanne Krasik, otherwise known as Mongi on Webtoons, and I am the creator of the comic Let's Play. And I am a huge fan of Let's Play. I definitely have my ships. I definitely have my predictions. So what do we need to know about your story? Um, the story is about a young woman named Sam, and she's an indie game developer. And, well, I say she's a developer by day, an indie game developer by night. And uh, she's huge in the gaming, and she uh, her her uh one of her first games was played by a youtuber uh let's player and he gave her a negative review and posted that video online and within the first chapter we find out he's moving into the apartment next door to her and of course all the craziness ensues from there there are love triangles and love shapes and all sorts of amazing things she's mm -hmm. got great friends and oh i just i am such a big fan of this and i couldn't be more of a fan than the fact that you've given your characters lives outside of the story and outside of the plot and then use it to drive the plot forward so in your opinion how important is it for creators to be giving their characters lives and hobbies outside of that specific storyline? Well, I think it's essential, really. Um, I think that for characters to have personalities, it could easily be like portrayed in uh, their hobbies, right? So um, if you want your characters to have personalities, then give them things that they love to do on their spare time. Or, I mean, because if you just write a character that's nothing about work and no play, then that kind of makes Jack a dull boy, really. Um, so I think it's essential. And within your story, you've given your characters a lot of different, very unique, very individualized hobbies. And some of these actually overlap into their occupations as well. So kind of talk me through some of your characters, some of those hobbies that you've given them. What are we looking at in Let's Play? Um, well, Sam is, uh, you know, she's a developer and her hobby is gaming. Um, so her gaming hobbies directly affect her passion, which is making games. Uh, Marshall 
also is a gamer um, and that affects his YouTube career, his let's play career. And um, you know, you have people like Link who is a rock climber. Um, you have Dallas who, his brother, who is a drummer. Um, you have Vicky who does yoga. You have Angela who does kickboxing. Um, and it's just like, I think every character that I've portrayed has a hobby of some kind that I've already shown maybe with the exception of like Jacob, but <laughs> he hasn't really gotten a lot of screen time. He has. Oh no, we did see his hobby. He, he does uh, uh, um, graffiti. <laughs> That's right. That is true. <laughs> I'm a big fan of how you kind of implement your hobbies into their lives, but then it affects the storyline as well. And I know specifically for me as a Charles shipper, he's into fencing, he's into his puzzles. And I feel like a lot of his puzzle brain goes mm -hmm. into his interactions with Sam. Do you feel like that kind of guides what he does when he's chatting with her? Absolutely. I think he sees her as a mystery um, to some degree. Uh, I think he is curious, like she's, she's unique in her personality that she's innocent and naive and also the way he feels about her is a puzzle to him. And he's not only trying to figure her out, he's trying to figure himself out. And at one point he says, I have, I'm having difficulty saying no to her. I need to remedy that situation. And instead of just like cutting her out of his life entirely, he in instead is like, I must learn more about her as to why this is the case. Yes. <laughs> and thus solve the mystery that is this young woman and why I feel the way I do about her. Um, and it's, you know, Charles is a fencer. And one of the reasons why I made him a fencer was because that ties into the whole kind of cat and mouse kind of aspect. He, you know, he's, I portray him a lot with chess pieces. Um, so it's like a duel sort of thing. And my husband fenced for 35 years. So if I had any questions or anything like that, then I can always consult with him. And I just felt like that would be a sport that Charles would excel at personally. Oh, I highly agree with that. I feel like that is the perfect sport for him. And mm -hmm. really it does go into that back and forth and who's taking the step forward, who's taking the step back. And I love that your husband is actually well-versed in this, which actually brings me to my next question. How much research goes into creating these hobbies that you've created for your characters? And have you actually had to jump in and try them? Have you fenced with your husband? Because I feel like that's gonna be a fun story too. Uh, well, a quick answer to the last question. No, I have not fenced with my husband. Um, I've seen him fence multiple times. Um, I, I have horrible knees, so there's no way I could, I could actually fence, but um, I, a lot of the, like I'm a gamer, so it's easy to write about that as a hobby. Um, I've done yoga for many years. So Vicky's hobby of doing, well, it's also her career um, of doing yoga is, is something I can understand. Um, I've never kickboxed, but I kicked and boxed and punched some things in the course of my life. So, um, but when it comes to things like, uh, I was trying to think what hobby, um, Dallas was a drummer. I was a musician for 10 years. And uh, I can't think of any hobby off the top of my head that I don't have any experience with. I have not rock climbed, but I have done belay climbing, which is what you do with a friend or like a somebody spots you on the line. Mm -hmm. I have done that at least once. Um, and so I have an understanding of it. And I don't 
want to just write about a hobby I know nothing about. So I definitely do try to do research uh, as much as I can. Um, but I, I am a firm believer in writing what you know. Very interesting. I like that. I like that you do have those stronger connections to what you are writing inside of your story as well. You tend to use these hobbies, these things that the people are doing to kind of move your story forward, which I as an author love because it's that actionable content we don't always get in certain stories, but you always use every single little teeny tiny detail that you put into your stories to move it forward. So mm -hmm. I know when we were chatting on your live broadcast talk show episode of the Tune Ladies that you do kind of know where you're going with this and you plan out what you're doing to foreshadow it. So did you, when you assigned your characters these hobbies, know that it was going to be implemented in these particular ways in the story later on? Or was that something that you developed as you went? Uh, I think I knew most of the hobbies before, I, I mean, as I created the character, like, you know, I've created, I'm creating Dallas. He's in the guild. And this is his personality. This is his hobbies. Um, it, 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 this may sound like I, I'm crazy or whatever, but it's like, they, they take on their own personalities. They, they tell me in a sense, like what, they are into and what they are not. And that doesn't always come out right away. It, it manifests itself more and more as you write the character. Um, I don't think when I created Charles, I thought he would be a fencer when I first created him. But as I expanded on his character, I realized that that is something he would be very that he would be into and that he would excel at and i think i probably established that by episode 15 maybe so and i created him before i even started drawing the comics so um but it's it's like they i i'm always thinking scenarios in my head and playing through these movies and stuff and with their different interactions and what they would do and what would be the, some of their hobbies and like what would be a date night what would be this and and how can I include things that they're passionate about? And I might go, oh, that's a great idea. That's a great hobby for that person. Like I've come up with a hobby for Charles, like in the past few months, six months probably. And it's like huge and significant Ooh. and would be a attribute for his character that I think like I'm writing it, that it's something he is private about. He's, he's actually embarrassed about it. So he doesn't, talk about it to like his co-workers or whatever and this is also tied to something that I have a hobby that I was a part of for a very long time so I think that he would you know and that so you know a year ago that wasn't a hobby I had for him but now it is and I think people are gonna love it actually I'm so intrigued. I cannot wait to find out what this hobby is. I love that he's kind of embarrassed about it because I feel like a lot of us have those secret passions, those things that we really, really enjoy, but we think maybe people will kind of make fun of us for them. So I kind of love that you're going to be bringing that to life as well. And I love that you just discovered this about your character. And I know earlier you mentioned that maybe outside of the author world, it can be a little hard to understand that characters will in fact tell you who they are and what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And so author to author, I have to ask, have your characters ever hijacked your story and done something completely different than what you intended to have happen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, they have um, on a few occasions and I can't really say what those are, but yeah, I ha they have. <laughs> that happens to me more often than I would like to admit. Um, but I, I usually feel like it leads to something better. Do you feel like it has led to something better for you or are you oh, really yeah, angry yeah. with them? Yeah, okay. I mean, I think it, if anything, it's it's made my work harder because it's like <laughs> you could just like wrap up something with a nice little bow on it. But then the character's like, no, you know, I'm not like that. That's not the way I am. I wouldn't do it that way or I would do it this way. So it's like it, you know, when that happens, you're just like, oh, I, oh. <laughs> you know, aren't anticipating it. But when it happens, you just know that it's like it's not going to work that way. If you, if you try to do it against quote unquote, their wishes, if that makes, I mean, it, it does kind of sound like it's kind of crazy, but it, it's like trying to say that your friend would do something that's completely out of character, you know, a real person, but mm -hmm. um, that's, that's the closest thing I can compare it to. I for sure get it. Come hang out with me and my author friends because we complain about this all the time. Yeah. It's a real struggle when our characters hijack things. Usually it works out pretty well, but I definitely had a character or two that I held it against for like three years and we've only just made up. So I get, <laughs> I get that. <laughs> okay, tuners, we're going to dive back in in just a minute. We're going to talk all about how Leanne's own personal hobbies have implemented themselves into her storyline. But first, a quick word from one of our affiliates. If you are a fan of the latest breaking Toon World news, if you want exclusive access to interviews with amazing artists and authors, if you are someone who wants to be involved in games and things going on within the community, and you want the opportunity to get involved even more within the Toon World, have I got something for you. The Toon Ladies newsletter comes out every single Saturday, and in each and every one of our issues, we have an exclusive written interview with an amazing webcomic author, and each and every week, these amazing issues also come with exclusive swag that you cannot find anywhere else. <laughs> you heard me right, friends. We're giving away swag from these amazing authors in the form of cell phone wallpapers and more. And if that's not enough for you, we're also interviewing characters from your favorite stories. This is a can't-be-missed newsletter that comes out every single Saturday and falls directly inside of your email inbox so that you don't risk missing breaking Toon World news on your social media. I've got quite a few tricks up my sleeve, and I've got some really fun secret surprises coming up in the next couple of issues of our newsletter, so make sure you go over to newsletter.toonladies.com to get yourself signed up. Every single week, I'm going to be jumping into your email inbox and bringing you incredible surprises, access to amazing authors and artists, bonus swag, and we're even going to be giving away some physical prizes inside of the newsletter. Believe me when I say this is one of the most epic things we're going to be doing at Toon Ladies, and you already know we're bringing you face-to-face -face access with authors on our talk show and on our podcast. We're getting you interacting with these amazing people, so what could be better than what we're already doing? Believe me, it's inside the newsletter and you do not want to miss it. Now, I can't give you all the details because I save these as a surprise for our subscribers. So if you want to be in on the fun, the free prizes, the games, the interactive content, the videos, and the exclusive videos we're going to be putting out for you, come on over to newsletter.toonladies.com and get signed up right now. In fact, this week we've got one of the hottest wallpapers I've ever seen. And I cannot wait for you guys to grab this. It is going to be so dang good. I nearly swallowed my tongue when I saw it newsletter.toonladies.com 
get yourself involved right now from the very start and don't miss out on a single issue as we bring you all of the surprise goods. I'll see you over there. All right, tuners, let's dive back in and talk to Leanne a little bit more about some of her own personal hobbies and how it impacts what she's writing inside of her story. I love that you kind of write a lot of your own personal experiences into this. So outside of the things that we've already chatted about, what are some of your own personal hobbies? And do you think that will ever influence the story? Maybe you might try to write some of these other things in as well. Um, yeah. Uh, well, like I said, I, I, I love um, escape rooms. Uh, I've done a few. Um, and uh I have another hobby, which I can't say because it's tied to Charles. Um, <laughs> and I mean, but I, but I love uh, tabletop gaming a lot. Like I do, I try to tabletop game with friends every week. And so I would like to tie that more into the story. Um, it's really one of those things where it's like, is that going to add to the story or is it going to weigh it down? So I, if it's a scene where I can progress important story points, and have it be that they're engaging in some sort of tabletop game, then that's great. But if it's only hinders the scene, then I probably won't include it. So I do have some hobbies. Um, and obviously like my gaming hobbies are always, I don't have a lot of time to game, but I'm still trying to game and watch YouTubers and let's players. Cause I like including that references that are, you know, with the times and that references that aren't going to age my comic. Because, you know, if you write read it 10 years down the road, like, oh, that's an old meme, you know, oh, but nice. ones that are like, okay, yeah, that was pretty funny. You know, it, it, that it survives or that sort of thing. I love it. And I know inside of your own personal life, you are also a gamer. Mm -hmm. You are a programmer. And a lot of that has influenced what you are writing inside of your story. So tell me a little bit about why you decided to take this particular angle to the story? Was it because it was familiar to you or was there another reason behind it? Well, when I decided to go away from programming as my career, um, I, and go into comics and made that leap. Um, I originally wanted to, to create a fantasy comic and I actually have 80 pages worth of a fantasy comic that I scripted. Uh, to the panel and dialogue. And then I took a step back and said, I love romance comics and I hate the fact that's not a thing in the US, like not a big thing. And I want to remedy that situation. And I have read a ton of romance comics out of uh, manga out of Japan, but there's definitely that cultural thing that affects so my hobby of reading manga heavily affects my webtoon um, in regards of tropes and references. And when it comes to gaming, um, my hobbies in gaming, it's like I want to appeal to a modern audience. And I think it's wrong to say that women don't game. And I think it's, and I always get really annoyed when people say, oh, you just play uh, Angry Birds or Bejeweled, you're not a real gamer. And it's like, let's not, let's just not be like that. Like, it doesn't matter. We're all just trying to have fun, you know, and enjoy life and stuff. So I wanted my comic to, to appeal to that demographic, include women in gaming, 
include women in STEM careers, like science, technology, engineering, medicine, you know, all that stuff and have romance and just put a spotlight on this and just say, Hey, let's look at this. You know, there's not really any, there's a ton of gaming comics out there, but there's none told from a female main character. It's all male. And or at least the I've seen. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, I would love to read a comic about gaming again. Why I got into art was because I love supporting fan characters and I wasn't finding that fan art. So I got into drawing it. I wanted to read a gaming comic with a female character lead and I wasn't. So I'm like, I guess I'll create it. <laughs> like there's a void. I'll fill it. I guess <laughs> you know, it's just like, it's just one of those things. So it's, you know, my hobbies heavily influence my storytelling. Definitely. It's literally how I became an author. I saw the hole and I filled it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I love inside of your story, we're actually starting to see a lot of your characters kind of cross over in their hobbies. We're seeing a lot of them come together. So we've seen Marshall go to yoga class. We are starting to see that crossover between Sam and Charles. Did you intentionally set out to have these crossovers to kind of make it work within your story or was that something that just happened as you were developing your plot? Uh, it's totally planned actually. Um, definitely with Marshall and yoga. Um, Cause I mean, we had Vicky give Marshall her mm -hmm. business card, like episode 30 something, I think. And then now in episode a hundred and whatever, he's finally going to a yoga class. So um, I think that, I want all of these characters to interact, mesh. I mean, there is kind of this small world trope that goes on that all these paths crossed. And I personally like that trope. Um, you know, like Charles knew Marshall beforehand. And I remember telling that to my husband. He was like, that seems like a little far-fetched. <laughs> when I point out to him that my best friend in college used to fence with him before I even met him. So and then I was like, hey, just just so you remember. And then he's like, oh, damn. <laughs> you know. So it's um it it I I have planned any hobby that I've had it come up with a character, it's gonna intersect with another at some point in time. I do love those crossover connections and I am a big fan of tropes and I kind of like that you put your husband in his place. So shout out for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he says that he isn't as big into like anime and manga because he doesn't like some of the, the storytelling tropes, like at least or anime from the nineties, you had characters that went from their mood would go from like level to like screaming really loud and big faces and stuff. And he's like, I just don't like that. And I'm like, but your favorite animated series is Looney Tunes. <laughs> and he's like, uh, well, yeah, you're right. But it's, I mean, it's different. And I'm like, so birds flying around the head <laughs> isn't more over the top than this character screaming and their eyes bulging out and stuff like that. He's like, well, and he put it that way. You know, and it's just like, it, it's just the perspective of what you look at it from, you know. And I'm not trying to like criticize my husband at all. Like he, there are anime and manga that he loves. It's just, you know, everybody's, you know, got their own flavor. And I feel like that's really important, especially when it comes to tropes, because there's something out there for everybody and mm -hmm. not everything is going to be for everyone. Correct. 
I feel like that kind of parlays over into our discussion on these hobbies that you've created as well. Certain characters are going to lean very strongly toward a certain type of hobby, while other characters are going to lean away from it. And still, you're going to see some crossover within that as well. So any final thoughts, any little tidbits that we should know about going forward with some of these hobbies that you've created inside of Let's Play and where you're going with it? Um... Well, I mean, the, I think, you know, and I just, I mentioned not that long ago is that a lot of their paths are going to intersect. Their hobbies can be out like options for interaction between characters and their, which allows you to develop on that. So it's so important to have different aspects and traits to your characters because not only can it move the scene around, but it can, it can re reveal more personality, maybe He's not, but maybe Charles is a really hot-headed person. So whenever he plays a chess game and he starts losing, he loses his cool. I mean, that's an example. Like maybe it may not come out in other any other situation, but that gives you an, an outlet to express that. So I, I definitely think hobbies is is essential. Fantastic. I love it. Well, Land, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Where can everybody find you online? Uh, you can find me on Webtoons with Let's Play under uh Let's play comic.com. And you can also find me on Twitter with Mongrel Marie. Fantastic. Well, we appreciate you being here. We cannot wait to have you back to chat more about Let's Play. Thanks so much. Thank you for having me. So there you have it, tuners. If you absolutely loved today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and leave us a like and a comment. Let everybody know that you enjoyed today's episode and share it with your friends. You know we like when you bring people to the party. So right now, let somebody know to come on over and listen to Mongi's episode of the Toon Ladies podcast. I had an absolute ball talking with Leanne Krasik of Let's Play on our talk show, on our podcast, and off air. She is an absolute doll, and I cannot say enough good things. If you were loving on today's episode, make sure you head over to her social media and let her know that Toon Lady sent you and that you loved her episode. Fingers crossed we can get her back and get some more fun, fabulous secrets about our favorite Let's Play characters from her next time. And speaking of next time, next week, we're actually going to be hanging out with Mae Rothschild, who is the author of Brimstone and Roses over on Webtoon. We had a great conversation all about the fake boyfriend trope, and it is going to be so dang fun. So I hope you will subscribe and come hang out again next week. We're going to have all the fun as we're chatting with Mae. And of course, if you want more content, you can check out exclusive bonus footage from today's podcast episode on our YouTube channel, youtube.toonladies.com and over on our social media at Toon Ladies on all the social media platforms where we're doing quizzes, games, polls. We're putting out exclusive videos. We're building up the authors in this community and engaging with the fans to make sure that we're all enjoying the fun and entertainment of the Toon world. Hope to see you all on our social media friends, and of course, make sure you hit up ToonLadies.com for more behind-the-scenes, bonuses, games, and interactive content. I'm K.M. Robinson, your host for the Toon Ladies podcast, and I'll see you again next week as we're hanging out with May from Brimstone and Roses. Until then, have a great day and stay inspired.